Hello, my sexy pineapple friends. So before I get into uh, our Play Champagne event that we went to, I want to do, tell you guys some events I'm going to be at. So I'm going to be uh, in Houston at Colette's on the 19th and 20th of May, all by myself. Uh, but I'm also going to have a lot of people there watching over me, just so you guys know. Um, I'm super excited about that event. And then June 10th through the 12th. So yes, there's a date change for Play Champagne. Uh, we are going to be at Play Champagne in Columbus. And that's going to be June 10th through the 12th. And then I'm going to be in Nadia, New Orleans, uh, June. So I'll be in New Orleans from June 30th through July 9th. So July 1st. Um, I'll be at Colette's in New Orleans and then we will be. So that's like my big vacation for the year. And then, of course, we are going to be at Secrets uh, at September 22nd through the 24th. Hopefully uh, we will be at the ASN Awards and see if we're able to go to that or not. Uh, but yeah, so I'm super excited about this particular um, review. It's one of my favorite clubs we've been to, so I can't wait for you guys to to actually hear it. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be really, really good. Uh, but of course we have to do our question of the week. So this is probably my favorite question because it's just that funny. Okay. So I did not see that this was not on the discord. This was not, nobody sent this to me. I saw this on a club slash resort, uh, Facebook group. I'm not going to tell you which one, uh, but it basically said, hey, me and my wife are not swingers in like really big. So they said, me and my wife are not swingers, like in huge, you know, caps, not swingers. But we like to watch other people have fun. And sometimes we like to play ourselves. Okay. But you're not swingers. You're not swingers, right? And I've seen this before, so I'm not making fun of them because I think that this is a common thing and this is just something that I want to bring up and maybe talk about for a minute. So I, I think it's a generational thing. I think that a lot of people who are my age don't consider themselves to be swingers because you don't want to be like... You don't want to go to like your parents swinger party, right? Like you don't want to go to like a key party or like a 70s party where, you know, like you don't want to think of that. You just want to be able to be sex positive in a sex positive environment. And maybe swinging has some bad connotations with it. Um, but also like we're trying to destigmatize that word and make it so that people do not have to be afraid to call themselves swingers. But um, like I'll never forget a couple years ago. I saw a couple and they, their profile on like a swinger club website was like, yeah, we come to the club like almost every weekend. Um, we are like a soft, soft, full swap couple, but like, we're not swingers though. I'm like, so are you polyamorous? Are you like monogamish? You know, and there's so many different terms for all of this, but, um, you know, I think, I think it's like there's just so many so much terminology that people almost get confused as well. Um, but, you know, you don't have to identify as a swinger to be a part of the community. But, um, you know, make sure that we're we're keeping good connotations with this word. But, yeah, it's just so funny. It's like, yeah, uh, we like to watch other people play and like play sometimes. But like we're not swingers. It's like mm, 
you kind of are kind of when I see like polyamorous creators, no shade on my poly community because I love you guys. But when I see them and they're talking about like sex clubs that they've been to or like sex parties, but they'll never say like a swinger club and they'll never say a swinger party. They, it's always like, oh, yeah, I went to like a sex party. Like, no, you went to a swinger party. Like, let's call the spade a spade, baby. You know, um, but I think that that word, there's like a connotation with it. And so we're going to bring that back. We're going to make swinging inclusive. We're going to make it good. We're going to make it so that it's not your mom and dad's swinger party, right? (laughs) All right, guys. So we have a great episode for you today. I'm just over the hill excited to share it with you. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy couple of other things that I wanted to mention. Don't forget to uh, join the Swinger Society Discord and don't forget to read uh, the newest newest uh, edition of Alt-Life Magazine. So I'm actually a writer for them now and I write their Confessions of a Sex Work articles monthly. So hope you guys enjoy. Have a great one. Welcome to the Pineapple Express Podcast, and I'm your host, Kylie, a.k.a. Sexy Swinger Chick. And I'm Brad, a.k.a. Brad the Space Cadet. Journey with us as we navigate in ethical non-monogamy, sex positivity, sex work, and relationship advice as millennial swingers. Explore with us as we share some of our upside-down pineapple ventures with you. All All aboard aboard the Pineapple Express. Express! I get asked all the time, How do I get into the non-monogamous lifestyle? And I've got the solution for you. It's the Three Fun app. It's the best dating app for couples and singles looking to explore open relationships. It's totally millennial friendly, aka it's in the 21st century, you guys. This is finally a dating app for us non-monogamous folks who are looking for a unicorn. Maybe you're looking for a bull. Maybe you're looking for a couple. This is my favorite app, and I use it all the time. If you want to find a link to it, just go to www.sexyswingerchick.net, and you'll find my link. Hope to see you guys there. Hey, Upside Down Pineapple people. Join the millions of couples enjoying amazing sex with Promescent. I personally love the variety of products they offer, and their aloe-based lube is the only lube I've ever used that doesn't throw off my pH. Brad loves their delay spray, which is clinically proven to help men last longer in bed. Their products have a 60-day money-back guarantee and free shipping on orders in the U.S. over $10. Their shipping is discreet and private, which is perfect for us in the swinger lifestyle. Make sure that you go to www.promescent.com backslash Kylie for all your discreet sexual health needs. My link is in the show notes. Promescent helps you live your best upside down pineapple life. Okay, so you're wondering how to get to a Swinger Society event to party with some of the hottest names in TikTok, OnlyFans, and social media? Well, head on over to theswingersociety.net and create a free profile, purchase exclusive memberships, and also see what other hot couples are going to the events. The Swinger Society is an inclusive event group, and they offer premium lifestyle events that you won't find anywhere else. We have a Discord with over 22,000 members, and we have a Facebook group as well. Head on over to swingersociety.net and join the fastest growing inclusive lifestyle community. If you're like us, you want a naughty lifestyle without risk. You want to have sex with other couples, some of whom you barely know, and walk away scotch-free, no STDs or other complications. You want to have your cake and eat it too. We want that for you too. 
Shameless Care offers lifestyle-specific at-home STD testing and prescription ED medications, and we should be your lifestyle medical provider. Use coupon code CHIC, that's C-H-I-C, at checkout. Hey, guys. All right, I'm so excited to do our review on Play Champagne. Are you super excited? Yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, it is going to be a good time. Um, so, first and foremost, this we went on a weekend. It was a Friday and a Saturday. Yep. Yeah, we, we drove down Friday afternoon, checked in the hotel, and yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get into all of that. So, uh, we checked in the hotel, and really nice hotel. So, Play Champagne, what's awesome is they have this... It's their corporate hotel, right? So they have a deal with them. So people who go there um, from Play Champagne, they get like a shuttle and then they get like a special um, like pricing on it. Um, and it's a really nice hotel. So it's a Courtyard Marriott. Um, and I thought that it was like easy check-in. Uh, the only thing was, and this is what happens when you don't do full hotel takeovers, but when you go places... You know, when you travel, like, there was a cheerleading <laughs> competition. Nah, it was baseball. Oh, was it baseball? Yeah, yeah. It was a whole team of teenage baseball players. And so we had to, well, I didn't, but you kind of had to watch your, cover your outfits on the way out the door. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, kind of be a little careful about how we were carrying stuff. I mean, again, what are you going to do? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, when we did check in and we hit the elevator, I had your boots sitting on the top of the podcasting bag. For reference, my eight inch stripper heels. Vinyl black boots. And we were in an elevator with a mom and she could not stop staring at both of us in the boots and then both of us in the boots. And we only had to go one floor. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard for me to remember that, like, there's still vanillas out there. Yeah. And then how they react are like, oh, my God, what is wrong with these deviants? So we go to the hotel and we get unpacked and um, get dressed and get ready for uh, we were going to go have dinner with Mars and Ming Ming, who are on the podcast. Um, and they're they're good friends of ours. I have met them a couple times through FaceTime. Um, and we've been chatting on and off for a couple of months now. Um, and so we went to a gay bar in downtown Columbus, which, okay, for in my defense, I sent Brad. I'm like, because he gets really mad at me because remember how we always talk about how like communication in the lifestyle for us is like awesome, but like everything else sucks. Yep. <laughs> So um, I sent him, like, this is the restaurant we're going to. This is the time. These are the people we're meeting because, like, he doesn't do any of this stuff, right? I do all of it. So, ooh, excuse me. But, yeah, he, you were, like, you had no idea. No, you're, like, I sent you the website so you could check out, like, the menu. And I'm, like, yeah, I, I don't know. I figured I'd just look at the menu when we got there. Um but the website also listed that it was a gay bar, which I didn't put together for about the first 45 minutes. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's. But I mean, it was great. Okay, what was the name of it? Do you remember the name of it? Union Bar. Oh, that's it. Yeah. So it was really good. It was in the heart of downtown Columbus, which I'm shocked at how similar Columbus and Cleveland are. Like, it's so it's weird. It's actually a little nicer. Columbus <laughs> I is think. Kind of nicer, yeah. I think it's a little nicer down there. Um. So yeah, we we ate dinner. We had great conversation. Um, they are just awesome. And we, we kind of talked about, you know, the podcast and just got to know each other a little more face to face. Um, and then we went back to the hotel to get ready for pajama night and then get ready for the, the live podcast. Um, Brad had a really fun teddy bear onesie, which was super hot, right? It was so hot that it, the 20 minute mark i unzipped it and tied it around my waist because i was covered in sweat so i feel but like it was onesies cool. <laughs> are probably great for like december and january events yeah. maybe not so much april events even though it wasn't like it was great for when we out we stepped outside it was so warm but as soon as we went in it just started like back sweat immediately my chest was sweating i'm like this thing is hot it's like a double thick fleece blanket that was my hesitation with wearing the unicorn one because I'm like, I, so I found like a set plus I wanted to be sexy. Like I feel like a onesie is not sexy. And I felt like you would have been asked, are you a unicorn? Right. And everyone <laughs> would have thought I was a unicorn, which we can have that. Right. Um, so we did the podcast. You guys are going to definitely be able to hear that. Uh, we're, we'll put it out in the next couple of weeks. Um, we did a live podcast. We kept having people knock on the door. Like, yeah, we had it literally said twice. on the door, like, live podcast, you know, is going on right now. You know, stay away, basically. And, like, people would still knock on the door. They're like, oh, I didn't know that that was, like, live. I, d- I just, I thought you guys were done. It's like, no, we would, t- <laughs> we would have taken yeah. the sign down. Um, so, okay. So Brad, I want you to give us a tour of the club, right? Because this is kind of your, your thing. Give us an in-depth tour, explain everything. So I've never been there before and I'm just pulling up right now. Okay. All right. So you pull up, there is about 20 parking spots on the front side of the building. And then the rest are down the alleyway in the back of the building which holds 100 spots um you come in through the side of the building uh as soon as you walk in it is the entrance lobby you to the right you walk right up you go put your information in give them your id what do they have in the entrance lobby that kind of makes it and this is I'm looking at this from the perspective because I feel like Play Champagne is very unique. Um, I remember that they had couches. There was couches. There was a um, glass um, like shelf thing that had a bunch of Emmys inside of it, which I didn't those, I read. Think those are ASN awards. Oh, that's what they yeah, were? It looked just like an Emmy. <laughs> yeah, so I know that, like... They had, like, they seven. They won ASN awards. I'm not... I mean, the people there. I know that, like, DJ Erect, which we will definitely get into him. Um, I know that he's won some. Um, but, yeah, I, those were ASN awards. And then they, they had um, their own merch. So they had, like, cups 
And they had some t-shirts, shot glasses, um, koozies, stuff like that. That was on the left when you walked in. There was a little merch area, but the big part of the the lobby was, you know, the line to get in um, where you go check in. Okay, so you do that check in and then you walk down this small hallway. It splits left and right. You turn left and you go into the locker room. They had plenty. I would say they had about 40 lockers. Yeah, um, I would say it's all, like similar all the nice big ones, too. Yeah. Not the small ones and the big ones. Because you know how you girls are when you go to clubs? You bring a giant bag so you can change outfits. And Yeah. And see, Club Eros, they only have... And then even um, trapeze, when we went, they only have small ones. Well, Eros has, like, some big ones, but a lot of times by the time we're there, they're taken up. Yeah. And then they do have the ones that are, like, way in the back, which, you know. Yeah, but they don't open those up all the time. True. But that's yeah. Club Eros. We're not talking about them. But uh, um, I'm that's just comparative. So then w- there was a bathroom back there, right? Yeah, there was a bathroom in um, – they're all unisex bathrooms, Um really nice they have ladies feminine products and mouthwash and lotion and a cologne spray deodorant like they have everything covered for guys and girls so can i explain why i and that was another unique part can i explain why i like that it was unisex yeah so I like that it was unisex because a lot of times when me and you are at a club and one of us goes to the bathroom, um, a lot of times what ends up happening is while I'm waiting for you to go to the bathroom, I have some single dude who's like, hey, baby, are you a unicorn? Where's your man? You know, Um, so it's nice that you can go to the bathroom with your partner, like especially if you're new to the lifestyle and like. You kind of need your partner as your safety net. You know what I mean? I think that that's nice that you can go in there together. Yeah. For the first couple times that you went to the bathroom, I just waited outside because I I forgot it was like unisex. And then I was like, oh, wait, I can just go in there and, you know, wait for her. So, but yeah, so let me continue. So there's a a little bathroom in the locker room. Um, Also attached to the locker room is a very nice ladies only like powder room. It's got two couches and a furry rug and um, everything you need to touch your makeup. Uh, It has a double vanity in there with the lighting that goes all the way around it. Um, that's where we recorded the podcast and coming from a lady's standpoint. So at other clubs, when you want to change, you change in the middle of the locker room. And like, I'm not really that much of like, I don't really care. Right. Because I mean, I'm a stripper and like, I I just, I really don't give a fuck who sees me naked, but there are some people, especially if you're newer to the lifestyle who maybe, are a little bit more conservative than me and and want to have somewhere where they can shut the door and they can you know change um especially women you know um and so i think that that's a really nice amenity and i think we said this about the red room as well like it's a real but it's also a really great place where women can go um to 
kind of talk about women things, you know, where we have our own space. Um, I feel like in a, in a lifestyle setting, that's nice. Where's our room? Well, I don't mm-hmm. know. When, how can we talk about gay things? Well, Brad, maybe, maybe you need to talk to somebody. Sexist. No, I'm joking. <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah, really cool room. <clears throat> so you go back to that hallway that the left, right, left is to the locker room. Uh, so you turn right and you come out into the club. It's pretty big, actually. Um, it's got these big round vaulted ceilings in it. So it's like 30 feet tall in the middle. It's really cool. So you, you first come in, you turn to the right. There's the bar. It looks um, bigger than it does from the outside. Like, yeah, on the definitely. outside, it looks a lot smaller. Yeah. Well, it's because, like, that roof is, like, mostly black, except for the center where there's skylights. And then once you're in there and you're looking up and everything's, like, nicely finished, there's cool woodwork and metalwork and art hanging everywhere. It makes it look really cool. So, yeah, you walk in, bars immediately to the right. You go there, you can, you put your bottles um, um, I th- I'm not sure. I think they have like a sticker wristband yeah, thing. And it's, yeah. so it's pour your own, which they had asked us how, because when we went to escape, cause this is an Ohio club. So Ohio's liquor laws are all the same. Right. So, um, when we went to escape, remember it was pour your own liquor. Yeah. Eros pours it for you and they said well how do they get around that and that is a good question yeah i don't know i don't know but um i we did not so brad and i don't drink liquor when we go to clubs um we only take beer or well brad takes beer and then i take like white claws so we didn't need to use the bar and brad's gonna explain that in a minute but um yeah, so you bring your own alcohol, you give it to them, and then they give you a sticker, and then you pour it yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and they have all the mixers back there, so you pour it in, they'll give you your mixer, and then that's all good. Um, it's a big open concept room, like the bar, dance floor, lounge area. It's all very open. So... The bar's got chairs, and then there's chairs with uh, a, a little table that line the dance floor on two of the sides. Um, and then to the left of the dance floor, across from the bar, there's high-top like bar tables, um, probably like a dozen of them. Right next to that is the DJ booth. Um, big DJ booth, probably like eight feet off the ground. And on either side of the DJ booth and on the front of it, they have these giant LED screens that they play like music videos and cool like um, like graphic videos. So as they're playing the music, dance floor was huge. Um, God, I don't even know. Probably like 50 by 60. It was a big dance floor. And the thing was you know in terms of the dance floor i've never been to a club now i will say trapeze trapeze their dance floor is small though that was yeah, tiny and it's closed in yeah so like to get out of it you have to like squeeze past people yeah i will say this 
everybody was on that freaking dance floor at some point. I mean. Yeah, uh, Saturday night. Friday yeah, Saturday night, we Friday. went out. We were trying to get, you know, people going. But, you know, we'll get to that. Um, so, big dance floor right in the middle. Now, down the entire right side of the the building are, um, like, couches, lounges. Um, they're, like, L-shaped couches with a table. Which you can pay more for access to. Yeah, on, like, busier nights, yeah. you can reserve them. But, like, on the Friday night, the slower night, they're just open for everybody to use. So, I think there was five or six of those. It was really cool. Um, down at the very end of it, they had their backdrop and their 360 camera set up. Which... Well, yeah. So that is brand by Mars and Ming Ming. That's their part of their business. Mm-hmm. And um, they do like a, a 360 uh, camera thing, which I'm sure you guys have seen on my um, social media. But yeah, they those are always really a big hit, I think. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah. I always right try to follow to it with is... my head and the way that it shoots, like you end up catching like your, it's weird. But right next to that was the ice lounge. Remember the ice yeah, lounge? Yeah. So the ice lounge is a, another uh, like VIP, but it's elevated. It's, you go upstairs. It's got like a glass kind of railing that goes around it. All the furniture is white. It's like it's the got VIP a couple, VIP. Yeah. It's got a couple couches, um, some high top bar tables. Um, that's where we're going to be at our event there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then in front of that, there's some more tables. So there's a lot of area or a lot of seating for people to sit and chat. Like there, it was a lot. So on the back side of the ice lounge is, they called it the cafe. So, so yeah. So there's like a wall in between. Yeah. Yeah. So um there's a big countertop where they set out food so um friday was like pizza saturday was they had like finger foods and sandwiches and um like veggie trays and stuff like that out there's a a giant island in the middle um it's got like decorations on it but you can use it you know for oh, whatever they had desserts there on friday or saturday Huh? They had desserts there on okay. Saturday. And so there's the big island in the middle. And then the coolest thing that I've ever seen at a club. They had four. No, sorry. One, two, three, four, five, six beer coolers. Like the ones you see at gas stations. Yeah. And you just open it up, put your stuff in there. And... Everybody was, like, respectful. Nobody went into anybody's stuff and took anything. And it made getting your drinks so much easier. Well, and the other thing that they had back there was they had a fountain. Yeah, with all the mixers. So they had, like, sour mix and pineapple juice and cranberry juice and, like, Sprite and Coke. So, like, essentially, let's say that, like, me and you were liquor drinkers. Like, if we wanted to bring tequila pineapple... Um, we could bring our, our bottle of Casamigos and drink our tequila pineapples because we have our own cups, right? Because yeah. most swingers have their own cups anyways. But this 
particular venue um at they do have cups they... but they ask you to like bring your own like yeah. tumbler or whatever just so they don't have to you know waste yeah all the plastic yeah. um to the right where the dessert was now that i remember they have like a coffee bar set up yes. so people that don't drink if you want coffee or whatever that's set up there so in that back cafe there's two bathrooms mm-hmm. uh very nice um big couple stalls in each one's urinals for the guys look out for us because then we don't have to wait in line for girls to get out of the stalls um so that's the back cafe that's the back part of the building now we're gonna get into the rooms Mm -hmm. so immediately when you walk in if you turn left there's a hallway And then it turns right and it goes all the way down the length of the building and it pops back out right in front of the cafe. So they have, um, I don't want to get it wrong, but I think they had six. Six six, or seven. Yeah, six or seven rooms. Um, Each one themed differently. They had uh, a jungle room. They had uh, the red room. Um, they had a like orgy type room yeah i'm i'm forgetting the themes like i looked at yeah all of them but they and they then had more rooms than and they were nicer i would say than they were when we went to the red room oh yeah by far yeah the red rooms were kind of like uh most of the beds were like the the futon yeah bed things but i mean it was just like so here's the thing we are spoiled when it comes to arrows like we are and 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 we've said this a lot on our podcast you know it's when it comes to playrooms it's really really hard to beat arrows because they have like what 27 27 rooms and like they have a ton of like orgy rooms and fishbowl rooms and so like and I would say at every club we've been to in the United States, Arrow still has the bet in the most around amount of rooms. But this is the difference between Arrows and Champagne. Champagne is a they are a social club, right? So that's what they want and that's the type of environment that they want. So she specifically did not because they still have more room to build. She specifically did not want any more rooms than that because she want, and that's why they built the reputation that they did with the Marriott, the Courtyard Marriott, so that people could have a little light play there, you know, and maybe have something to look at if you if you're a voyeur. But the real thing about that club is they really want it to be a socialization place. So that's why they put the emphasis on the food and the drinks and and the hospitality aspect of it as opposed to the playrooms. Yeah, they're still really nice playrooms. Um, Oh, so clean. And they're like, uh, you know, uh, what did they, I think they call it like a turn sheet. So when you're done, you pull the edge of the sheet up on the bed. And they have a cleaning crew that's constantly there. And they'll walk by. They'll take the sheet off. They'll put a new sheet on for you. And then, you know, and then they put this, what is it? Like a sash cover at the end of the bed. Yeah. Letting you know that now the bed is clean. Yeah. New sheets. Everything's good to go. A little different than Eros. They have 27 rooms. That's a lot to turn and burn. 
they use the leather sheets and you just disinfect Lysol wipes. Yeah, you dis the wipes or the spray, you just disinfect once you're you're done playing. Um but yeah, that I would imagine keeping up on twenty seven rooms would be an all night thing. People would just eventually just give up. They're like been waiting for this room forever i'm i don't care if it has a sheet or not i'm just gonna go in there yeah because people are gonna have to be on top of you know uh changing a lot of sheets out but yeah so the play that that's kind of the playroom you know that was my understanding of the playroom um situation was like you know why aren't there you know and i i asked her i said the the owner melissa i said you know, why aren't there more playrooms? And she said, you know, that that's her vision for the club is to be a social place. And, um, you know, we, we found out real quick that that's what it was. Uh, it's definitely a culture of socialization there. So um, anything else to add about? I think I got, yeah, the whole interior covered. I don't think I missed a thing. Um, if I did, I'm sorry. She told me to keep eyeballs open, and I did. I paid attention to everything that was there. I do believe. Um, and then, but the, the inside thing- of it was super cool. Like I, I really liked. They had these wooden archways in front of all the couches that like looked onto the dance floor. Yeah. It supported the that rounded ceiling, and it looked really cool. I just. I love the way that it looked in there and they had crazy art everywhere. And, um, it was definitely my kind of vibe on the inside. Um, the one thing to add is that they did not have, which I feel like, again, you know, I hate to compare everything to arrows, but it's really hard for me not to because it is our home club. But like, that's the only club that we've been to that has a smoking area. Is arrows. No other club trapeze didn't. Um, yeah, room well, didn't. no, you had to go out front. I mean, you had to go f- out front there too. Yeah, at every club. At trapeze, you had to go out front. I yeah. mean, arrows just has that big, like, fenced in patio area. Um, but, you know, we had to go outside. It wasn't a big deal. It wasn't bother. a big deal. Didn't but bother me. They are building, just so everyone knows, um, they are building a somewhat of a smoker's area so that is cool that should be up and running hopefully by our next event okay so we toured the club we did our podcast now it's time to mix and mingle um now mind you it was a friday night and most clubs aren't even open on friday nights yeah i think there was a total of like in and out probably about 70 to 100 i would say in and out no no, 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 no. Like 40 to maybe 50. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. The in and out. I saw some people come in, you know, that were there when we showed up that left by the time we had gotten done with the podcast. Yeah, because yeah. we got out of the podcast by like, it was like 1045. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we bounced around and, you know, just introduced ourselves to people and um, we talked to, I don't know a handful of couples and um had a good time hit it off with them and turns out one of the the couples we were talking to were staying at the same hotel a couple of them were yeah a couple being you know partnered up with with play champagne 
it works out that way. Well, and it so we we were we outside as most I feel like interactions <laughs> yeah. happen is we were outside and we start talking to this couple and they're similar in age to us. Yeah, similar age, like-minded psychonauts, um besties, if you will. Yeah. Um we had, you know, a lot of common hit the, hit it off there. Um we went inside, they um the girls danced, me and the guy talked. Um and then I don't know exactly where or when, um another couple, a uh, younger couple, we started talking to them too like part of the group um and then another couple came in we started talking to them and everybody was just kind of like yeah it's getting ready to like shut down soon here why don't we all just go back to the hotel and mind you brad i'm not really social like when I'm at events like this, I'm not really socializing. Like, I'm not really thinking about, like, I'm not asking them questions like I should be. And I need to, I, this is something that I need to get better at. Like, I need to, you do really good. You're like, how long have you been in the lifestyle? Like, what have you guys done? Where have you been? Like, when you're talking to the husbands. I'm just, like, talking to the wives and, like, telling them how gorgeous they are. And, like, how much I can't wait to eat their pussy. Like, I'm... You scare them if they're new. So I, but like, I have no idea, like these people's experience in the lifestyle, which I need to get better at because I think that that makes a huge difference. And I don't want to say that like, because we've had good experiences with newbies, but like pretty much everyone we were hanging out with was brand new to the lifestyle. And me and you were like. We didn't, I well, didn't except for that. one couple. Well, the one couple. Yeah, the one couple. Yeah. Uh, but the other ones, it was both of their first time ever being to a club, which we found out later at, you know, the hotel. Yeah. So it kind of, you know, we didn't want to, we never want to push ourselves onto them right. and, and make them expect like, oh, well, you know, they invited us back. We have to go do something with them. So. You know, we went back to the hotel. We were and hanging we out. another couple who was experienced in the lifestyle. Yeah. Um, we had met them outside, and they were younger. I would say they were, like, what, 35? 30, I think 35 and 38. Eight. Yeah. yeah. So they were close to our age. Um, and we went back, and somebody was like, let's smoke some ganja. And, of course, you know, they're all, they we're smoking and drinking. And I don't know if I can... I mean, the Pineapple Express podcast, if you guys don't get it, then you just, you don't get it. Like, I'm sorry, I can't help you. <laughs> yeah, Pineapple Express podcast, that's the other meaning. We are 100% for pot. But we don't smoke uh, it unless... No, no, I gave it up years ago. <laughs> unless I'm at an event and it's like, you know how your parents tell you. Yeah, and pressure. you did that night. And then, yeah, we'll get to that part of the story. <laughs> So, yeah, Kylie partaked. I told her, hey, you've been drinking all night. Watch yourself. And I'm, and mind you, like, I'm, I don't normally partake in the Pineapple Express. Like, I, it happens maybe three times maybe a two year. Two times a year. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah. So we were like, yeah, let's, let's, let's go upstairs. Whose room are we going to go to? And we hit the lobby and they went 
Right. The two newer couples. And can I say something about these couples? And this is no shade on them. It is it's no shade. And I'm trying to think back of like our first couple times at, at lifestyle events. Because I'm bisexual and because I'm more, I would say of the two of us, I was the quicker one, right? In the sense of like, I'm more like sexually open than you, I feel like. I never have once felt you or felt as though you were uncomfortable with the situation that we were in, right? Oh, yeah. These two gentlemen seemed, and I could tell, I couldn't tell it at the club, but then once we got back to the hotel... They seemed so incredibly uncomfortable with, like, what was going on. And I don't necessarily think it was, like, the woman-on-woman stuff. It was, like, the men-on-men stuff. And I know that this is, like, a normal thing for guys. Can you just maybe speak to newer guys on that? Maybe you have some input on what you think that comes from or why? Um, I think when you're put into that, well, maybe group scenario or even you know, a couple scenario um, and you haven't done it before, you feel that, I don't know, maybe this guy likes dudes and girls and so he's expecting me to do stuff with him and it's not what I'm into. Um, You're not obligated to do that at all. If the guy is bi... um, 99.9% of the time, um, well, I mean, actually, no, bi guys usually don't open up to other guys that they're bi until they've developed, like, a relationship with them. Like, I've seen bi guys around each other. They've known each other for a long time. Um, They're not going to just straight up ask you, like, hey, are you into dudes, too? But, like, if you're new to it, and you feel that, oh, I'm going to be naked next to another guy. Um, he's going to touch me or want to do stuff. No, no, it's, you're not going to be forced to do any of that. Unless you just you have to be comfortable. To. Yeah. You're going to have to get used to being naked in front of another dude. And, you know, it's it goes both ways for both of you guys. You're just going to. You don't have to stare at each other and check each other out or any of that. You just got to get used to the fact that there's another naked dude in the same room as you. But, like, so this is my question. And because I'm bisexual and because, like, I am comfortable around women, like, and all that. So, and I'm comfortable with you with other women. Is it an uncomfortability, like, a jealousy thing? Like, an ego thing with men? Because... It tends to be, you know, with with men, and we're going to do a podcast on jealousy soon, but it tends to be with men that I see more of that issue of, like, that uncomfortability when their wives start to to become more sexually adventurous. Like, do you think it's an ego thing? I don't know. I'm just curious. It's got... That's the only thing I can pinpoint it to is, like, it's your ego... um, that he was and maybe worried. Like, it's just, it's new it's Maybe worried. Yeah, it's brand new territory. And maybe he's worried, like, the same worries that I had in the beginning. Is he going to be better? Is he going to be bigger? Does he perform better than me? Um, what if I don't get hard? All, all the things that race through your head 
that you don't say to anybody because you're like, dude, this is fucking embarrassing. Um, yeah, it's all those things that kind of go through your head and you have to check yourself and be like, no, this is your girl. Um, she loves you. Everything's going to be cool. Um, you know, you'll talk about the situation after it's over and you'll weigh the pros and cons of it, discuss what you liked or you didn't like, but you're just going to, if this is the lifestyle you want to do, these are the things that you're going to have to face and conquer Mm -hmm. or you're not going to succeed in this lifestyle at all. Yeah. So if you guys are listening um, we, we hope the best for you guys. We hope that we made you feel comfortable. I think that, I think that we did a good job of making them feel comfortable, but they chose to probably not do a whole orgy thing. Maybe that was, no, too I much. think they were on the plan of the girls playing together. Oh, okay. Okay. Cause they were playing with each other outside. So maybe it was because they saw us as more experienced, like the, cause there was another couple with us. Oh yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they saw us as clearly more experienced. more experienced. We were planning for, uh, well, I mean, we weren't planning. We never planned for it, but maybe they saw it as like, maybe we're not ready for a full swap thing where I don't know if I want him playing with her and I don't know how I feel playing with you kind of thing. So, yeah, we hit the lobby and we're they like, diverged. Hey, we, you guys want to... <laughs> Hang out the the six of us, and they were like, "No, we're just gonna go eight. with them." And we there were was like, eight "Okay." Of us. There was eight of us. There oh, was, was there eight? Okay, four so of then... them, the four the four newbies, and then the couple, the Cincy couple. Yeah. Yeah. So the couple that so we go up to our room with the couple. The in so this is the indie couple, which the sh- or wait the shoe couple we'll call them. Yeah. The shoe couple. <laughs> Did we ever return those? I have to mail them. <laughs> so. um yeah, so we went up to the room, and we were hanging out, vibing, getting to know each other, and the three of these, Kylie and these two are, here she goes, drinking liquor, and they're chugging out of the bottle. Mind you, I had had some Pineapple Express uh, about 15 minutes earlier. Yeah. So they're going heavy out of the bottle. I'm like, hey, if we're going to do anything, like, let's put that thing down. Yeah. And it was actually me, more me and the husband, like, we were going at, like, the drinking of the whiskey and the smoking of the Pineapple Express. Like, I feel like the wife was pretty tame and Brad obviously didn't do any of that. No, I just had beers. So Brad (laughs) looks at me and he goes can you drive right now? I'm like, fuck no, I can't drive. He's like, yeah, you're not having sex with anybody. I'm like, oh, he's like, well, what does that, what does that mean for me? I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, and I, yeah. you guys know me. Like I really, yeah. So she you know, as long as grabs the, the blankets, room. throws it on top of herself. Um, the girl there, her husband is on the other bed. We have the double bed. Uh, we also offered to let them stay at the yeah. the room, so they didn't have to, um, you know, drive all the way back home. It was super late; everybody's been drinking, so we're like, "We have an extra bed; just take it." He climbs over, and he start. He's like in and out of it, falling asleep. So I get the go ahead; she gets the go ahead. So me and her, because I think that she was more of a hot wife, anyways. Like, I yeah, think, I think that's their kind of their dynamic. I think like, their dynamic is similar to our. It's like dynamic. a stag vixen. 
style. Right. And like, so, but what's interesting is so many people tell us that like, I feel like you guys are never going to find people with your dynamic, like the stag vixen, but like it works out because we're opposite. Like, and I would have fucked him. I'm not saying that I wouldn't, wouldn't have fucked him had I been in the right mind, but it makes it so much easier for me. I feel like, because then I can be like, well, I'm stag vixen. So like, I don't want to fuck you. Like, I don't know. That sounds terrible. Yeah. I, or if like, I do decide that like, yeah, I want to have some pineapple express or yeah, I want to drink a little bit more and not be able to consent, you know, then that makes it easier for me to just be like, I don't have to do it. Like, do you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Does that sound fucked up? I guess so. Um, but yeah, me and her played, um, it was a good time. And then I saw a lot of it. Yeah, you were like, I was literally, thinking, we were doing it on the same bed as you. So, yeah, they were fucking <laughs> on the same bed. Well, so, okay, and no one is ever going to know who she is, but like the whole night, she was like so concerned about her period. And like, I need to bring this up. Yeah. 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 Because this is a thing in the lifestyle, which you can, li- my friends did a really, really good podcast about this with Dr. Stower, um, which she writes for Alt Life Magazine, which is another magazine I write for look it up but um so you can stop your period if before an event right and brad you probably don't know this but uh dan and lacy's swing nation podcast they do a whole podcast on this but sometimes it just fucking happens dude and like you have no control over when your period how many times has it happened to me i think like three or four times like right before we went to an event and you're like jesus christ or i've started my period but you know it doesn't look She's like, full disclosure, I'm at the tail end, it's spotting here and there. I'm like, I'm a fucking big boy. I was like, it doesn't bother me. I always wear protection, so Put a whatever. fucking towel down, girl. Yeah, we, like, put a, we put a towel down on, on the bed. Uh, we had fun. Guess what? Checked myself at the end. Nothing. Shower. Like, yeah, I don't there know. Was nothing, like, there was nothing going on down there, so... I'm like, all right, cool, but, you know, it happens in the lifestyle. Some people are like, no, it's not for me, sorry. All right, to each their own. If I'm in a situation and a girl's like, hey, by the way, um, you know, usually it's always like I'm at the tail end of it. It's not that bad. Like, um, if you're not okay with it, we don't have to do it. And I'm just like, I'll do it with her. I've done it with other girls before. It it just doesn't bother me. Um, so I don't like having sex on my period. I get, I feel like in my head, because I feel like we've just been taught that like, oh my God, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm telling you, like, we're not like looking down, checking it out. I mean, I might glimpse and be like, oh, okay, yeah, there's some redness on me, but so what? When you're done, go to the bathroom. Get a wet rag, wipe yourself down, put some soap on it, clean your, boom, you're done. Yeah. Everything's good to go. So, yeah, that's, I don't think that that's ever really talked about. Um, we don't, we, we talk about like what we can do to get rid of our periods, but we never talk about the fact that like we're fucking adults. Like we, every woman on this earth, unless she's had a fucking hysterectomy or like menopause through the change of life, <laughs> like 
has their fucking period. It's not gross. It's not something that men, I mean, I, you don't think periods are gross, do you? No, they don't. That doesn't bother me. I mean, it's I a mean, fucking human If we thing. bled out of our dick, we'd be fucking freaking out. Yeah. And we would have figured out how to stop it by now because <laughs> men would have been like, no, no, this is not working. Um, yeah, so, so we played. I and fall then, asleep. <laughs> yeah, you fell asleep. Um, they were like, oh, we're going to, um, we're going to run to the gas station really quick. And I fell asleep. Well, they had, turns out they had a, you know, a family emergency happen while we fell asleep and they left their shoes. <laughs> So we wake up in the morning and all there's no one on the bed because Brad thought, okay, they're just because you gave them a key. Yeah, I gave so them a gave room them a key. key to the hotel and was like, hey, whenever you guys need to come, like, I'm going to go to bed. So he's expecting to wake up in the morning and they're going to be there or that. And I figured, you know, they were they had just left. Right. And I'm like, oh, they left early. We didn't hear them leave. No, their fucking shoes were still there. Yeah. Yeah, they had something happen. It was a big emergency, so they had to take off. Um, and, yeah, so we went to bed, um, woke up. Surprisingly, I had a hangover. I went to bed, buzzed. I had, like, to normal people, this is probably a lot of beers. But for me, it's not so much. I had nine. Um, I can have nine. And yeah, over the course of like nine hours. No, it was probably five. Um, okay, two beers an hour, whatever. But well, like I can, I can do that, and and you know, wake up and be fine. So she finds this cool place, this cool it little hangover. Hangover easy. Hangover easy, right? So i look it's up little cool diner. breakfast spots in columbus and it's it's in the university yeah area. it's like it's like six blocks from ohio state and another five blocks from that is ohio stadium so we go and like there's a shit ton of people waiting and brad's like dude how long's the wait i'm like dude we're gonna have to wait 10 minutes you know and so we go and we sit at the bar the food was fucking phenomenal. It was yeah. just what get, the doctor ordered. You can get wasted at breakfast. They had like mimosas, but they also yeah. had like Jameson shots and all this other shit. But I feel like their get. whole menu is just like, like, dude, it's just like. Their, their waitresses are called hoes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is super funny. Yeah. Um, coolest shit I've ever seen. So they have these giant comic books on the wall that are like five feet by like six feet and it's like open and it's like superman on one spider-man on the other and i think the hulk on the last one um but yeah they had they they just had like really like when you are hungover from like a night of drinking and you just like want something good like they just had good food like I got avocado toast, which is not surprising to anybody. Yeah. I was like, all this good shit on the menu and you went avocado toast. I mean, yeah, it's my food fixation right now. Ha ha, neurodivergent swinger. But I went with what was called frog eggs or oh, frog yeah. eyes. Um, it's the sausage gravy and biscuit with two sunny side eggs on top of it. But their biscuits were... 
like a different it's not the normal biscuits that you get with it these were like almost like a mix between biscuit and um what is that one cake that's yeah it was like that so like it soaked up every i made it a quarter way into the plate and i'm like jesus christ i'm stuffed yeah i (laughs) ate a quarter of my avocado toast and i was stuffed but that's not but the biscuits were so good and then they do a vegan option so hangover easy um in columbus Check Amazing. It out. I told yeah, Brad after place. we left, I'm like, every time we come here, we are not fucking going anywhere else. Yeah. It, there's a little bit of a wait, but if you get inside and the bar is open, if you just go up to the hostess and be like, hey, can we sit at the bar? It's first come, first serve. It's like six seats, and then there's like three more on the side. It's like a little L, and then all of the rest of the seating is uh, on the side. So then we get back to the hotel and this is my favorite part about like hotel takeovers or like when we do weekends like this, we got to sleep and we got to rest and we didn't drink anything and we just like chilled and we watched Adam Sandler movies and like we got our rest because we knew that we were going to have like a crazy party that night. And I feel like whenever we go to like huge hotel takeovers or like secrets, it's like party, 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 party. And like. I don't know, dude. I prefer like the resting during the day. Yeah, I need it. Yeah. Yeah. Slept, I laid in I bed. You slept and then you woke up and you're like, you should take a nap. And I was like, yeah. So I put my phone down. I took a nap. Then we got up. You did a live. Um, and then we went to, um, so Bud's Dairy Hall. So we did yeah, yeah, yeah. greet with everybody um, and kind of got to know more people that were coming to the event. We love to do these at every event that we go to, and we're always going to continue to do them because even if five fucking people show up, like it's five more people building community with others, right? Yeah, we have little um, pineapple uh, table decorations, like you know the little party thing with the skirt on it. So they had those reserved on two tables. And, of course, people are wearing pineapple on their outfits. Yeah. Everybody kind of got it, but it's a college town, so I'm a lot of the people were... I'm wearing like, I support sexual freedom, my wood Yeah, everybody's shirt, like, pretty open there. Yeah. It's really cool. I like those whole things. Like, we did one we did in Nashville, Nashville, and then this one, it's like, um, this one was two floors, um, and there's just, like, different little food vendors inside there so you can get whatever you want sushi pho tacos yeah they had tacos southern food food. they had pizza yeah and then upstairs they had it was like this little board game bar they had this shelf full of board games and really good beer selections and drink you got um a street or a fair lemonade lemonade (laughs) yeah which I shouldn't have done. That was a bad idea. And I knew I knew afterwards, after I got it, that I was going to get sick. And we couldn't end up, we didn't end up eating there. But we also had leftovers from Hangover Easy. Yeah, and leftovers from the night before. From the night before. So, yeah. like, we, because that's the other thing that we fuck up with is, like, when we go to events, we, like, get all of this food, and then we don't eat it, and then we can't take it home with us. So, we're just, like... This time we were like, you know what? We yeah, are we're not, not going to keep spending money on food. So. Right. 
Um, so that was really good. It was really good too. Uh, so Peaches did my hair. Shout out to Peaches. Um, and I'm going to call her husband Guy Fieri. Because <laughs> Fieri. He, <laughs> that's what she said that he looked like. Guy Fieri. Oh, Guy Fieri. Sorry. But um, <laughs> they are super sweet, like, super sweet. He's couple. got the blonde frosted tip hair he looks just like him <laughs> and we they were they were actually one of my favorite couples oh they were super cool yeah they were super cool they were so sweet and so genuine and just such good people like they had this amazing energy about them and i loved it um actually did i tell you that he it was either he or her messaged me and were like you guys were so awesome. We loved meeting you guys. Thank you no, so you much. No, you didn't tell me. Yeah, they were. They messaged me on Facebook and were like, just so nice again. And I'm like, oh, I just love, I love that energy. Yeah. Like, that's the type of people that I like to be around. So, um, yeah. So, we get back. We get ready. We do a live. It was Neon Cowboy Night. Yeah. So, I'm getting my outfit on. Brad's getting his outfit on. And we go, um, and now it's it's Saturday night, and it's the big party, and there was a lot more people there. Oh, yeah, there was, I don't know the exact amount, but it was quite a lot of people. Um, I feel like every chair had a person in it. So, so. we go, and we put our drinks away. Um, so, yeah, it was, we mingle, we talk to people, and... The vibe, here's what I'm going to say, and I hate to say this because that's going to make me sound like a dick, but I'm not used to rejection. I, I'm not, I'm not going to say that we got rejected per se, but like, seemed like a lot of people that were there were like not really down to clown. They were like, oh yeah, we've never swapped before. Like we've just been coming here for years. I'm like, yeah, we're not really like swingers per se. Like. Do you get what I'm saying? So like, yeah, me I mean, and Brad, we're like, bro, we're down the clown, you know, um, we're full swap couple. Um, we don't have an issue with soft swap couples. I get it. But like, if I had my preference, I'm going to go with a full swap couple. Yeah. You know, um, so we were like walking around and mingling and we were just kind of noticing that like a lot of the couples that we were looking at and that we were into were kind of just like really shy and just like kind of just like newer. So, um, we, we continue to walk around. Yeah. We walked around and then we bounced over to Mars and Ming Ming and we did the, the 360 the cam with them. Yeah. yeah. The TikToks, all that stuff. Um, we ate some food. Yeah. I talked to, um, some people that knew her online they're like we know who you are too and i'm like i'm i was like i'm not really the big picture guy here i was like it's always her but you know i think i talked to two guys that were like no i listened to the podcast i'm well, like and then we, so stuff couple, that you talk about there's this couple that is like so they were at our engagement and like they're huge within the swinger society and they just like they just love and adore us. Shout out to you guys. You know who you are. And we were like chatting with them. We went outside and we were like chatting with them for like an hour. And that was probably one of the highlights because you know it's just so nice to know that like you're making an impact and like I would prefer that than like having 
conversation with people that's just like so mundane like oh tell me like i i don't really you know what i mean yeah no they were really cool he was like you guys are like our heroes and i was like look we're not heroes i was like but um I was like, we're totally approachable. I was like, you just come up, well, you talk to, yeah, yeah, you guys, you, guys so cool. you can come up, talk to us, like, and they're like, yeah, it was, you know, so awesome. And they're like, can we take pictures because our friends aren't going to believe this shit that we're actually taking pictures with you. And then she walks outside and she's like, oh, so you do know them? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, we hung out outside for a while and kind of went went in and made our rounds again and we were you know the freaking entertainment was so good i will say this i there's one dj who has my heart and you know who that is <laughs> shout out life of spice dj life of spice does have my heart and he knows that but dj erect killed it dude second yeah. second favorite second favorite yeah no he did he awesome and we got the you know, chat with him at the bar the night before. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's just, he's like, the way that, so like, and this is what I like about DJ Life of Spice. And I've said this before on the podcast. When you're DJing, you are engaging the crowd, right? So we want people on the dance floor. We want people. Yeah, you got to be able to like, read the crowd to entertain them. You put a song on and you see people kind of clear from the dance floor and the vibe drops. You have to think, okay, what was I playing before yeah. that kept them out here? All right, now I need to stay in that vein, but also do my thing. But, like, you're also entertaining. Um, and as an entertainer myself, I can, you know, keeping that vibe up, that's fucking hard. I know it. So yeah. I have a lot of respect for, for DJs like that. And I will tell you, they're other than DJ Life of Spice shout out love you boo um there is no other dj that i've been to a club other than with dj erect and life of spice that have been able to do that and that's there there's not a club in ohio and this is what i kept saying this is the best fucking club in ohio yes eros is great they do not there they i have never ever been to eros not even on a halloween to where people are dancing and having a good time and there's a sense of community there that we like did that. this place i still can't remember what this whatever shuffle song it was but as soon as it came the on the cupid was, shuffle yeah yeah like, we had to jump out there and get into that and i mean this dance floor was packed with a hundred people in sync so it was really cool and it was, it was throughout the it was night that made i think the entertainment was one of my favorite parts about the evening was just, it was just such, it was so good. He kept the crowd just going in. and I didn't want to stop dancing. Yeah. I mean, you were up on those risers dancing. Oh yeah. They, they have like, so they, they don't have a stripper pole, which obviously, you know, I'm going to whine about. Right. <laughs> but they all had something cooler. They have like these pillars that you can go on and dance on. And I'm just like shaking my ass the whole time. And you had a crowd of about a hundred people just staring at you because I'm standing there enjoying the show, but I'm also looking around and I can just see everybody like, damn. And I think at one point DJ Erect is like, damn, Kylie, are you the Energizer Bunny? You just keep going. Like, <laughs> Yeah. He kept shouting just, her out. She was going nuts up there. I, I danced like the whole 
the whole night. I, I have to say, you know, of like club nights that we've had, this this was even though like we didn't fuck anybody there, <coughs> which we'll get to that, but this was probably my favorite club night and because it just everything seemed to go so smoothly and it was so much fun. The entertainment was great. Well, it's coming toward the end of the night here. Yeah. And we see a couple. I had spotted them all throughout the night. He did. So she had purple hair. He was covered in tattoos. Covered in tattoos. <clears throat> Bad boy. Brad knew. He's like, mm. And he had the dopest suit on ever. Brad's like, <laughs> that guy looks like a bad boy. I already know Kylie has a type. Uh, and also, she has purple hair and she's thick. So let's go. And so it's getting toward the end of the night. And we had went up to them, I think, a little bit earlier in the night. And we're kind of like, hey, you know, uh, we're here to hang out if you guys want to. So they came and they found us. And they were like, what are you guys doing after this? And we're like, well, we're going to go back to the hotel. They're like, well, you want to come to our smoke shop? And I'll show you all of like the art at my smoke shop. It's right up the road. The smoke shop slash recording studio. Yeah. So he was like, he's a musician. Which, and then, yeah. So, but they had just had a baby and everything. But they were like, we, we got to know them on the ride there. And we were like, they had like a, a van, you know, they were like, a, they were like, <coughs> Mom and dad, but also like, like us kind of, you know? Yeah. So, uh, we go to the recording studio slash smoke shop. Um, it was super, super cool. Super dope. Um, he gave me one of the coolest stickers. Uh, I was going to put it on my car, but then I thought of when I go do estimates on jobs, I can't have it, but it's hashtag blowjobs matter. Can I put it on my car? Yeah, you can put it on your car. I can't put it on my car because... I go do estimates oh, in my car. Yeah, I'm Somebody just a sees that on my car, they're going to be like, yeah, we're not going for that. I'm just a stripper. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to care. But um, And then they were like, well, let's go back to your hotel room. So we go back to the hotel room. And we hadn't really talked with them about like their situation. And we were like, when we got there, we were like, what are you guys cool with? And they were like, well, like we're more like soft swap, like parallel plays. So that's what we did. We parallel played. Yeah. Which is super fun. I liked it. I had a good time. <clears throat> yeah. I got to play with her boobies and kiss her and, you she know, great I boobs. think. Great boobs. I really, you know, and she, she messaged me um, the next day and she, she wrote me this really long message and she was just like, you know, I just wanted to thank you guys for how understanding you guys were of us being newer to the lifestyle and just like how supportive you were. And like, you know, I just wanted to tell you guys that we really had a really great time with you guys and you guys made it so that we want to continue doing the lifestyle, you know, because we met people like you who were just really understanding. Yeah. They were really fun. We had a great time with them. Um, they end up leaving. Oh, God, I don't know. It was like five in the morning. And we went to bed and we were like, we got to get up the next day and get home. So, um, so yeah, that was Play Champagne in a nutshell. Yeah, great place. Can't wait to go back. We'll be back in... June 10th through the 12th. So we okay. changed the dates because it was supposed to be the second through the third, but we changed the dates because that's kind of like coinciding with graduation and whatnot. So, um yeah, we'll be back. We're going to do a fun night. Um, 
Okay, so I want your very honest, don't hold back review of Play Champagne. Love the club. Um, other clubs definitely have some things to learn from them on the hospitality side, uh, the, the, the cafe thing. Um, the people that work there, super cool. Uh, wish there was more rooms. I mean, we didn't get to play in it, but the amount of people that were there, I could see that it could get, you know, a little frustrating if you wanted to go play. There was only a limited amount of rooms. They said they are expanding. So I do believe they said that. Um, I give it, you know, entertainment and aesthetic layout. I give it a nine and a half. Uh, the room wise, I'll give it a, you know, seven and a half. They were very clean, very nice rooms. It's just, you know, you're limited on them. Well, I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. And here's what I'm going to say about that. So I'm going to give them a 10. This is my first 10 from any club that I've ever been to. Um, I'm going to give them a 10. And I'm going to say that I respect what the owners are doing in terms of the socialization aspect uh, as somebody who advocates for that aspect of the lifestyle. I wouldn't change a thing. I would not change a damn thing at that place. If I could literally make the perfect club that I would put my mark on, it would be that club. If me and you were like tomorrow we won the lottery and we decided to have our own club, that's how I would do it. Okay. No, I like I said, just the limited amount of rooms. I mean, but you get to deal with your space and but, but it was still go, to be honest, I would rather go to the hotel and like they have a shuttle. You yeah, know, that that's super cool too. So yeah, I would I'm just rather saying, go to the hotel. I mean, little thing out of the entire place. The place was awesome. I mean, I can't wait to go back again. I love the fact that it's such a cool club and it's a two-hour drive for us. Yeah. So you know, two-hour drive down there. We get a hotel. They have the shuttle. That literally the hotel to the club is like. I think seven minutes. Now, the one thing I'm going to say, and we kept hearing this word all weekend was the word Princeton, right? So we kept, everyone's like, have you been to Princeton? Have you been to Princeton? Like, what is the point in even going to Princeton when you have such a great club in the same city? Like, I, well, I, don't I mean, think- you have your variety. Like they, like they said, they have three of them. One is kind of, they said, um, a house party style. Um, then there's, yeah, then they have, you know, their club, which is social club, um, VIP. Yeah. Very entertaining. Uh, they accommodate you for a lot of things. They have that partnership with the hotel Mm -hmm. and then you have Princeton, which, um, you know, some people are like, don't go there, you know, blah, blah, blah. Other people are like, you should go. It's great. We don't have any experience with it. So can't say, we would never go there. We just, you know, we hear from people that like, mm-hmm. hey, you might like this place or you might not. But until you go, you're never going to know. Well, I don't know. I just don't see a point in me traveling. Yeah, but we, you know, we're developing an awesome partnership or you you are really developing it. Um, and 
yeah, we're just going to, you know, continue to go back there. And I love the place. It, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, they get a 10 out of 10. That's my review. This is the first 10 out of 10 I've ever given. Um, and like Brad said, if you're a club owner and you're listening to this, Take some notes. Take some notes. Like, yeah. take some notes. Those beer coolers are fucking life changers. The coolers are life changing. The uh, ladies' lounge is life changing. Yeah, that that a lot of clubs could use because, you know, it's just a nice safe space for girls yeah. to go. You're getting followed by a creep, shut the door, and you got five girls and they're like, hey, there's a dude following me around. Could you guys help me out? Okay, and this is one thing that I wanted to add, and I really wanted to make sure that I added this to oh, the yes. podcast. Yeah. I really wanted to make sure that I said this. So Brad and I have been to so many clubs, okay, and we've been to so many different swinger kind of experiences. I have never, ever been to a swinger experience or a swinger club where the men were so fucking respectful the single men at this club i have never ever found them to be as respectful as these men and brad i would like for you to elaborate on that yeah i had um sorry i can't remember your name bud um but he'd come up to me the first night kind of asked you know our dynamic um just ask questions he came up to me first uh and talked to me um kylie happened to be you know somewhere else uh, I think she was talking to the owner. We had a nice conversation. And then the next night, me and Kylie were in the cafe in the back. And um, he'd come up and talk to us again. And, you know, we we complimented him on, like, how he approached, um, approached us and how respectful he was and... He said, yeah, I brought some friends here before and I tell him like, don't be aggressive, but also don't stand off and be that loner in the corner, giving off those weird vibes like, you know, mingle, but, you know, just be respectful. And I but was can like, I say it wasn't just him. I mean, he stuck out for sure, but there were so many different single men throughout both nights that you know, we're just normally like they're just oh, fawning over me because like I'm the stripper and my asshole is out and like I'm wearing these huge ass boots like, you know, men fawn over me all the time. So I just don't even care about them. But these guys were like so they were actually fucking trying like they were actually being like they were being social. And I think that whoever, you know, whatever that culture is at that club you have to, the culture of the club is what matters most. And even at Eros, which they have a great single men population there, hands down, the best, best single men interactions that we've ever had. Yeah, yeah they're really cool. So who's ever harboring that culture at that club, respect to you. I don't know if it's, you know, Melissa and Eric, the owners. Um, I don't know. I don't know who, whatever you guys are doing, keep doing it because. And shout out to the security guy. He was super cool. Yeah, a lot of from time. Cleveland as well. Yeah, yeah, Cleveland kid. A uh, lot, lot of fun hanging out with him, chit-chatting. Um, I we think, always make friends with the security guys. Yeah, yeah, I do, because I <laughs> I want them to know, like, hey, I'm not going to be an asshole or anything. And getting to know the staff at places that you go to, 
makes the experience a little bit better because when you go back there again and you see him, you're like, Hey, how you been? Kind of thing. Instead of just being another face that came into their club. Yeah. So play champagne, 10 out of 10. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you guys for having us. If you're listening to this, uh, and we support and respect you guys in every way, shape and form. Um, and yeah, any last words, Brad? I can't wait to come back. Can't wait to go back. With that being said, Come along and ride on the Apple Express.